Hey, what's up? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show, where we exist to help you live out a better life at business and work all during the amount of time it takes for you to enjoy your cup of coffee. This week, we are going back to our typical programming format, but I'm joined by a special guest. His name is Gerard Harrison, and Gerard's a pretty cool guy. He is, well, I will let Gerard introduce himself. Over the summer, we've had kind of like a mentor-mentee internship kind of thing. So I figured let's get him on the podcast and see his chops for radio. So say hey, Gerard, and tell people who you are and where you're from. Uh, so I'm from Surrey County, Virginia. Um, I'm a recent graduate of Columbia University's creative writing program. Um, I've spent time as a marketing intern and I'm now interning with Joey. And it's been an awesome experience. I've learned lots. What's been the biggest thing you've learned? Not to put you on the spot, though. <laughs> um, the biggest thing I've learned is to really take a true assessment of the abilities and the skills that I already have, um, really catalog them and just acknowledging what I do best and then applying that to uh, literally everything, applying like my expertise to things that um, I know I can do well already, but also trying to figure out a way to like uh, enhance like my weaknesses. All right, good, man. Well, that is definitely the heart of what I preach is you got to have a good self-assessment first because that's going to set you up for success later down the road. Let's jump into Mama, I Made It. And Mama, I Made It is our segment where we celebrate change agents, leaders who are making a difference across the country, across the world that we want to highlight. And Gerard, you have a Mama, I Made It. So who who are we talking about today? Uh, this week's Mama, I Made It is McCurr Maker. Uh, there was a recent article on ESPN about him. So he is actually cousin of Thon Maker. McCurr is a five-star senior. And he announced his commitment to Howard University on Friday morning, becoming the highest ranked college basketball prospect to commit to a historically black college or university since uh, the ESPN recruiting database started in 2007. Um, and he chose them over UCLA, uh, Kentucky and Memphis. And this is from his uh, Instagram. But he said, I was the first to announce my visit to Howard and uh, others started to dream. What if? He said, uh, I need to make the HBCU movement real so that others will follow. I hope I inspire guys like Mikey Williams to join me on this journey. I'm committing to Howard University and coach Kenny Blakeney. And I think the really cool thing here is that he also spotlighted uh, Mikey Williams, who is going to be the projected top recruit in the 2023 recruiting class. Mm -hmm. And Mikey is also sort of written online about how uh, he's really considering HBCU, how he's really trying to get his money. Uh, he acknowledges like the sort of marketing potential that choosing a school that's not as big and also that isn't a part of, say, the ACC, how that would sort of give him a little bit more power. And I mean, these guys are I was going to call them kids, but they're young men. And like if they understand that they're making millions of dollars individually, and that's really cool that they know they can write the narrative themselves. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And I love this movement because people don't realize that ballers exist 
in HBCUs and the difference between ballers in HBCUs and in uh, PWIs or the traditional kind of was it division one schools is really the exposure that they get exposure funding of programs all that sort of thing and so for him to make the jump and say hey i'm going to open the door and i want the rest of my cohort my baller uh high school athlete that's huge you know that's huge for basketball that's going to be huge for for football that's going to be huge for baseball for a lot of the competitive sports so i love it man i i hope I hope he goes on to goes to do well. I hope he flourishes. Howard is a it's a Division One school, so they do compete in March Madness, and all it takes, you know, is just the right guys on the right team to make some magic happen. There's a movie back in the day that have really famous um, stars in it, and it was about like this HBCU run in the tournament. So I can't remember what it was. I'm gonna look up Coach Carter though to see why that was in my brain but we shout out our uh our mama i made it congrats i know you're gonna do well at hu and uh go and get your money young man jumpstart hr is changing the face of the hr industry with their outsourcing project consulting and phone support enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their hr needs from anywhere in the u.s from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. Next is our segment called uh, While You Were Working. And this is typically where we have an article or current event that's happening that you may not be aware of while you were working. So we just wanted to bring it to your attention. And uh, this week, in light of covid I really want to talk about travel. My wife and I were supposed to go on vacation soon. And I don't know if you've seen, Gerard, but cases of COVID are creeping back up and um, new hotspots are forming. And so our plan is to drive where we want to go. We want to go north. So we're going to drive where we want to go. But people are getting on trains, planes, automobiles and uh, going to these hotspots. So as cases are rising, I'm going to ask you, what would you do? Are you are you team travel or are you team stay at home? Um, so, I mean, it depends if you actually have to or it's something that you really need to do versus something like you could sort of not you could have uh, not actually do. I guess my personal example would be I drove down from Brooklyn in March and I was living there. I worked at Strand Bookstore and I told my parents, like, I think I'll finally come. They've been asking me to come for a long time. But, you know, I'm from Virginia. So I finally rented a car and I drove down and I was like, I, I told them, all right, I'm quarantining 14 days. Like they weren't having it, even though I tried my best to quarantine. But I mean, that's just one case. It's like, you know, living in New York, I would say anybody from like a more major city 
Yep. Try yep. to abstain like the best you can. Don't go anywhere. But if you know that, you know, you're not touching or seeing, seeing or being around as many people, I would say do what you need to do. Go where you need to go. But, you know, also be aware and try to protect other people. Wear your masks. Do everything you can to sort of hinder the virus spreading. But, I mean, people are not going to completely stop moving no matter what. It's not really feasible. Yeah, yeah. And you, you mentioned something that's been huge is the whole conversation on masks. And I feel like the places where this virus is is increasing, people are not wearing their masks. I'm team travel. I'm team, you know, if you're going to hop on a plane, hop on a plane. I, I, I wouldn't, but I'm not going to fault you for doing that at this point. But like, wear your mask. Don't be out here reckless, you know, because you feel like, oh, it's not a good fashion look or it gets uncomfortable. Stay safe. The, the, the data is showing, the science and data is showing that masks, masks help. Yeah. The first few days I was down south, I saw a few places where people didn't have masks on. And I was just like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, like, nah. But I mean, I, I think people are really starting to see that it is affecting them. So yeah, hopefully they're wearing masks now. Yeah. The Kaufman Family Foundation right now uh, checking out the updated hot spots for the COVID-19. And let's just see what it's looking like. I know I've heard of places like uh, Florida, for sure. COVID capital of the world. Miami-Dade is like the COVID county of the world. Everybody's going to South Beach. And um, they put in a curfew, man. They put in a curfew of, uh, I think it's like 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. There's a curfew on South Beach. And if you've ever been down there, stuff doesn't start popping off until like 10 o'clock. So I know people traveling down there are not excited the thing is, they sh shouldn't have relaxed it in the first place. But I mean, a lot of uh, what I'm assuming, I don't know for sure. A lot of what these state checkpoints were, they were probably just like people asking, where are you coming from? And then not too much enforcement. So, I mean, it's, it's really hard because you can't contain people like you want to. Yeah. 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 It's that balance of like freedom and safety. And that's the whole issue of why we are here where we are, because not everyone agrees on those lines. Texas, big hot spot. First of all, if, if you can see my screen, basically half of the U.S. is a hot spot. So maybe I should just say where there isn't a hot spot. North Carolina, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania. Believe it or not, New York is not a hot spot. California is not a hot spot. Washington is not a hot spot. But pretty much everywhere else, check before you go. Check this uh, Kaufman Family Foundation website before you go. And we'll drop a link to this in the show notes so you can see. I don't see any trips to South Beach in my future. What about you? Uh, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised California is doing as well as it is, but good, good to them. Good for them. And I have heard about maybe even L.A. thinking that they want to shut back down out of an abundance of caution in some of the cases increasing. But for some reason, this uh, map doesn't show California as a hot spot. So e either way, I hope everybody stays safe out there and uh, does what they need to do to protect themselves. 
All right. Now we're going to transition into coffee shop Q&A. And coffee shop Q&A is where we typically bring on either a guest or invite a speaker to come in and share their thoughts. This week, we're going to flip it up a little bit different. And Gerard's going to ask me some questions. And I have not been prepped in advance of these. So they're going to be rapid fire. But I will give him an opportunity to get ready. And feel free to ask me as soon as you as soon as you get them. So I have the first one. Um, All right. <laughs> what are your personal values as an HR professional and also just as a person, as a person in the world, a man in the world? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're definitely giving me three different uh, hats that I wear, you know, HR pro, human and man. But I think the best values are the ones that you can wear or that you can have consistently no matter what season you're in, no matter what hat you're wearing. So my number one would really just be treat people well. Like, don't be a jerk. Uh, that would be my first value. Number two, I would say is try to leave people in a better condition than than you found them. So uh, whether that's a conversation with me, whether that's doing life with me, whether that's doing a project together, as a consultant or even someone on my team, like I want to be, I want it to be said that after someone interacted with me, they either gained something valuable or they learned something about themselves or they accomplished something that they hadn't before interacting with me. So that's as a HR person, that's as a human and a man in, in general. And then maybe another value would just be like always, always try to learn something new. So never feel like or never assume that I know all the answers that exist in the world and especially for whatever challenges that I'm facing. So I try to surround myself with advisors and mentors that can speak into stuff. But then also I'm always reading something or a podcast or or something that challenges me. My uh, my wife was like, you're, you're always consuming content. And I don't know, it's it's a it's a flaw sometimes because I can't turn it off like I like I should. But I think it's just helpful to to learn and challenge yourself to grow in ways that you hadn't grown before. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, what are what do you think is your best business decision or your best business decisions, and how did you make them? My best business decision ever was to get into business in the first place because nothing happens without the start. So you have to start something before you can even have all these grand plans for it. So I would say uh, starting business is the most impactful decision that I had ever made. Uh, it was probably one of the most courageous decisions that I've ever made because I launched when I was 24 and launching a business when you're 24, when statistics show that many businesses start by folks that are in their 40s or 50s, you know, there's a lot of life experience that I didn't have that I needed to somehow overcome in order to uh, to be successful. So that was my best decision. I think on an ongoing basis, some of the great decisions are hiring the right people and building a team of people that don't just look like me or um, act like me or think like me, but fill in holes where I wouldn't be great at or fill in spots that cover my weaknesses. 
So those are great decisions. Sometimes great decisions have also included like walking away from people and things like on a on a call we had, I guess that was last week. I talked about how there was a, a business deal that I thought was going to go well, but then it, it turned out not to be really good. So um, walking away from that was a good decision. So yeah, some of the best decisions I've made have been ones that required faith and courage. And so anytime those elements are involved and I make a choice, I feel like good things are going to happen. Okay. That's good. And how would you say you bring creativity to your field? Man, I bring creativity to my field because I try to look at other fields and what they're doing and see how it can connect to what it is that I'm doing in my field. Uh, For those who don't know, I used to be a part of a band back in the day and uh, when I was in college. And I often say uh, I run my business like I run my band. And part of that is just keeping creativity at the forefront. Like our rehearsals used to be like four hours long where the first half of rehearsals is just us jamming out, making new music, trying things, experimenting, having the space to be creative. But then the last half of it was like, all right, we have a gig uh, this Saturday. We need to figure out a set list and we need to rehearse it. So I think, you know, if you want to be creative in business, you have to leave room for there to be creativity in the first place. So that's time to think time to read, time to talk with other people, time to try new ideas. And if they flop, oh, well, you know, you learn something. So I try creativity, bringing creativity to my business by just creating room for it and then filling that time with, like I said, content or uh, looking at other industries. A perfect example is earlier before we hopped on on this recording, you and I went back and forth for like an hour, just like brainstorming ideas of some new events, some new things that I'm trying to form. And some of the line of questioning we were we were going through was like, well, what's worked in this industry? What's worked for this person? What's worked for this sector? And uh, you have to have time for those things. They're, they're super important because you don't just come to a fork in the road, make a decision and then move forward. At least I don't think that's the best way. You should go into a decision and make a decision after you've deliberated and given it some thought and, you know, went through all sorts of different options. So I add creativity by just creating time for it. Okay. Question. Um, Who are some of your friends right now who you're really proud of and who you really look up to? Um, They don't necessarily have to be HR, but just business professionals. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I'd say that I'm proud of my friends for many different reasons. Business being, I think, the least of them. I do have business friends that I admire and I'll get to them too. But like, I think about my friends who before I was married, were married. And even before I was in a a committed relationship, we're in a committed relationship. So I admire my friends who have gone out and done things and have done them well and like they've worked out for them and and things that I haven't done yet. So before I was a parent, I admired my friends that were parents and just seeing how they juggled, you know, professional life, dating while married, and then also raising another human that, you know, relies on you 100%. So I, I definitely value my friends there. And then I have friends in business who like are doing way more successful than I am. And, uh, 
one of my friends, I always uh, I always could keep up with what he's doing. His name is Chico. And I remember um, Chico, He, I remember when he quit his job and I, I cheered him on. And now he's like going on and doing all these great things in not only one business, but I think he's up to like three businesses right now. I don't know when he sleeps, but Chico is like taking over the world in staffing, in um, co-working spaces, and now property management. And so I have a host of friends that I'm incredibly proud of, but I, I look at what Chico is doing and he's, he's leveraged one business to be successful in two others. And, uh, I think that that's incredible. So, uh, shout out to him. It's really dope. Yeah. 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 You, it's important to surround yourself with people that inspire you and, um, especially as friends, because your friends, not only are they accessible for what they tell you, but like you're accessible to their life as well. And if you look at the decisions they make with their life, that tells you just as much, if not more than what their actions or what conversation tells you. So, you know, people look at me sometimes like my friends will say, oh, man, Joey, you're doing you're doing all right in business. You're doing all right in family and church and ministry and all that stuff like how do you do it and i'm like well you know you guys you, you see i try to keep a, a a work schedule that allows me to have at least four hours of family time so like from five to to um to nine or six to ten our daughter you know has a later bedtime and we're okay with that because we want to spend time with her and you know we don't have to wake her up early to go anywhere so she gets her rest like from the later hour bedtime into a later start in the morning. Um, so we're really fortunate to be in that position. And then, you know, vacation is so important and family bonding and new experiences and thinking about the wins you have today and how they'll parlay into something down the road. So having friends that are successful in whatever it is that you want to be successful in is important because you see their life and you get to talk to them as well. So if you don't have friends that are accessible and successful, try to get new friends. Keep the ones you have, but like get some new ones. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) What? Why are you laughing? I didn't say fire your friends. I just said, you know, grow your grow your reach. No, I I completely <laughs> agree. I, I agree. <laughs> um, All right. What are some of the books you're reading right now? I know you've recommended uh, some books to me, but what are some books that you feel like uh, the people listening would be able to really enjoy, but also uh, utilize what they have uh, in information? You know what? I'm at a place right now. I'm not reading any books currently because I'm in a season of life where I need to be creating and I need to make decisions and I need to produce certain things. So uh, this is not a season for me to consume a lot of books and things like that. Although I am reading one, I'm reading, technically I'm reading, but it's an audio book that's on YouTube. You can find it. And uh, I think it's called something about day trading or not day trading, but being a professional investor. Uh, and the reason why I'm doing this is because one of my mentors is teaching me how to how to trade on the stock market. And so whenever I get into something, I don't want to say I obsess over it, but like I try to understand it holistically. So even though I'm learning how to trade on the stock market as a not a hobby, but like as a a another thing on the side, I also want to understand, like, what decisions do professionals make? 
What, how do they evaluate a stock? How do they evaluate when to leave a stock? What are some of the guiding principles that they think about? So that's what I think about. And the book is called, it's called Trading for a Living, Trading Tactics, Money Management. And it's uh, about three hours long. And the thing about trading in stocks is that it, like, you have to be guided by principles. You can't be guided by emotions because otherwise you'll ride a stock all the way down or you'll get out of a stock before it's kind of reaches peak. So you have to evaluate, like, what did the charts tell you? How do you make a, um, emotion free decision and capitalize on the, on your, um, on your gains? So that's what I'm reading right now. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I might need to get that book too. Um, okay. I don't know if, uh, let's see, I'll give you that question. Um, over the next three years, what are three goals you hope to really fulfill? I'm a little superstitious, so I don't know if you are, if you don't want to do the goals, I have another question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can share some goals. So, um, one goal is what we talked about earlier and, Creating new content that is in the HR space. I'll just leave it at that. So I want to launch that and be successful in it. Wait, goals should be specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time bound. Smart goal. So I will say produce this content, have a weekly downloads of, let's just say a thousand weekly downloads. It's definitely actionable because I can do it. Uh, realistic, I could do it. And then time bound, have a thousand downloads by, by January 2021. So that's goal one. Goal two would be write a 120 or more page book by December of this year. I'm really, really passionate about one particular topic that uh, I have already spoken about a lot, but I just need to translate that into book form. And then the third goal would be, um, I guess, with my uh, with my trading, with my um, money management is to get $1,000 a week minimum. Um, from trading and do that by the end of the summer. So just trying to make that happen. So those are some three goals that I think are easily, uh, not easily, but are attainable. Okay, cool. And I think this might be my last question on, but if you had a vision board, have you done a vision board before? I have, I have, I actually have something on my, uh, on my, uh, whiteboard in my office. Uh, if you were creating a vision board right now, it can be for anything or it's better if it's not even a visualized topic yet or for a specific purpose. But what would be on the vision board? What are some things maybe that have made you laugh recently? Totally just anything that's art, business. What are some things that would be on it? Well, uh, travel would be back on it because I do miss being able to just get up and go. Right, where? Um, where? Uh, I like... I like going down south because I like southern beaches and I like Caribbean beaches as well. So probably like trip to Jamaica or trip to um, Turks and Caicos or trip to Cancun, something like that. I would put family goals on there as well. Maybe moving to a new house, I guess for three years, Jordan would be in in school. So having her in a nice, a nice school that is challenging her and she can grow and with my wife and i just making sure we're we're solid so i would have like those those uh black love pictures i'd have it on the vision board company wise you know just i'd probably have like a larger team because i love my team now and i feel like we're we're 
pivoting up towards growing and adding more people. So um, just visualizing that and being a leader of 10 to 20 people and what that might mean as from a leadership standpoint. And uh, health wise, work on my dad bod. And uh, I enrolled in a new gym this past uh, this month. That's um, 24 hours because I realized that, like, as I said earlier, I don't I spend more of my, most of my time at work and then I have like this window of time at home and then I need to go to a gym that's open late hours because I don't find time within the other hours to work out. So uh, that's been going good for me, but just continuing to work on that. Okay. They have Equinox in Baltimore already? Man, there's an Equinox in Potomac, but I'm not balling on the Equinox level. So I have my Golds, my Golds gym. Okay. Golds yeah. is, I have dreamed about Golds before, but those eucalyptus styles at Equinox, I'm, I'm really, I dream about those too. Uh, I, w- I used to go to Lifetime and uh, they have like, um their steam room is like peppermint or spearmint or some kind of mint. And it's just, there's levels to gyms, man. There's like Lifetime and Equinox are like the country club gyms. And um, Golds, I like it because, like I said, 24 hours, every kind of weight or cardio machine you can want. But yeah, there's different, there's different levels for sure. <laughs> also, the reason I said that might be my last question is my computer's on 4% is in use elsewhere. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and then we'll end this episode. I enjoyed having you on. And from time to time, I have mentees come on the show. But great questions. Enjoyed this show with you. If you like this show, definitely um, let us know. Send us a a tweet or a DM or um, review a five star review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week.